Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Haas Talks Foss. I'm the Haas, head of open source strategy here at Percona, Matt Yakovit. And today I'm here with Vadi from uh, Flipkart, uh, who is one of India's largest e-commerce sites. And they have one of the uh, largest e-commerce MySQL deployments in the world. Uh, and I'm really excited to have him here today to chat with us a little bit about his journey and about uh, the stuff going on at Flipkart. How are you today, Vadi? I'm doing great. How about you, Matt? Ah, I'm doing wonderful as well. You know, it is Tuesday. I wish it was Friday, but it's not. So I'm going to have to just deal with the Tuesdays. So <laughs> it happens. It happens, right? Um, so uh, Riley, I've been in the uh, open source space uh, and I started in the MySQL space. So MySQL always has that special place in my heart. I originally started as, as an Oracle DBA though and moved to MySQL later on. Now, I I'm curious, how did you get started in the, the, the MySQL uh, side of things, uh, you know, uh, way back in the day? Um, what, what was your career journey like? Where did you start? Well, uh, um, I think if you look at MySQL, uh, it's probably one of the oldest softwares out there and uh, absolutely rock solid softwares, right? And I think for a very long time, uh, one could basically just say that uh, uh, if it is a database, it is MySQL, right? Uh, I mean, before all of the other uh, new age uh, uh, kids came to the blog, right? Like the NoSQL and stuff like that. It was always uh, uh, MySQL, which did most of the heavy lifting, I would say. Um, uh, so I have been in this industry for about uh, uh, 12 to 13, 13 odd years. And uh, I'm proud to say that I think my first database was Percona and uh, it's still, you know, uh, continuing to be uh, MySQL Percona uh, flavor for that matter, right? Uh, it just talks about how uh, good the product is. Well, that's good. That's good. And so did you start like coming out of college as, as a developer or did you start on the operations side? Did you start like sysadmin? You know, where, where did that, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of the transfer from, you know, getting into that database space? What, what did that look like? Well, I think, uh, uh, so I have never been a sysadmin uh, or a, a DBA uh, of sort uh, ever in my life. I'm, I'm still not uh, a DBA of sort, right? But uh, uh, I started as an uh, engineer and uh, for, the, for the first uh, uh, 12 years of my career, uh, I have been an IC, independent contributor. Um, and uh, it just uh, from the past uh, uh, two years of sort, I've been uh, managing uh, uh, a team over here in Flipkart. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been mostly in the developer uh, engineer space, I would say. Awesome. Okay. So you've been working with MySQL and you've been deploying. And now at Flipkart, I'm, I'm interested, do they have a dedicated DBA team or do the, the engineering team, the, the, the developers actually manage that environment? I mean, it's a very good question, right? I think uh, this is how uh, Flipkart was uh, uh, before the product that uh, uh, we built sort of came into picture. Um, every team used to maintain their own uh, MySQL databases and, uh, you know, uh, things just to get very, uh, very difficult, I would say, because uh, not everyone uh, knows the intricacies of Percona uh, uh, or, or let, let's even say, you know, the not everyone is a, a, a subject matter expertise on MySQL and uh, it always used to get uh, very tough uh, 
having people who uh, you know having people in the team so every team had to do this basically right and uh, because it was a uh, it is still in fact flipkart in fact has uh, uh, two data centers and a new data center also coming up um, and uh, we are not on the cloud where we can directly so we have a private cloud and there are uh, very good reasons uh, monetary reasons i would say why we still use uh, the private cloud uh, and uh, uh, there's no on prem solution in, in a way right like uh, of of having uh, a well managed uh, well oiled uh, uh, mysql cluster of sort and and, and that is where uh, somewhere this this whole journey of uh, creating this whole managed uh, mysql sort of began after looking at all of these uh, problems i would say Okay. Um, and, and so you had a lot of different teams, each had their own deployments, each managed them differently. Were you part of the, the process of trying to bring them and consolidate them uh, a, a bit and, 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 and that control? Because th- that had to have been tr- you know challenging just because if everyone's doing things a little different, how do you get them all to conform? That, that had to be a, a pretty big challenge. Yeah. I'll probably uh, take that question. I'll give you a little bit deeper context over there, right? Um, I think uh, uh, I'm see coming from a uh, Flipkart is typically a I mean it's a it's an e-commerce company and it is India's largest e-commerce company, right? And uh, 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 we we have about 125 million users uh, across uh, India and. Uh, um, managing all of this implies there are a lot of microservices across the entire logistics supply chain and all of that, right? And typically, this whole e-commerce business, logistics supply chain, uh, is very transactional in nature, and uh, and that basically means uh, you know MySQL again uh, because it is the hero of transactional uh, uh, you know data of sort, right? Um, so when uh, I was part of uh, teams where uh, we were using MySQL uh, for uh, doing uh, in, in supply chain side of things, right? Eventually. I started also going into, uh, I mean, the scale is a problem everywhere, right? So uh, I was managing uh, a team which was uh, uh, managing Vitesse. Uh, Vitesse is the uh, uh, the, the planet uh, open version, uh, open source version. That, that was when we uh, also as a team, we contributed back to uh, uh, Vitesse as well, uh, when it was not planet scale, I mean, right? Um, yes, and, yes, uh, that was that was before planet scale. I mean, Vitesse yeah. was created at YouTube originally and then open sourced. Uh, and it's been out there for several years now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was around that time I uh, I started developing this expertise and, uh, you know, people also started, uh, uh, you know, uh, associating me with some of uh, these things. And uh, it was around this time uh, uh, I started this project. In the supply chain side of things, uh, uh, saying, you know, I want to build a uh, managed MySQL, uh, which can solve a lot of these uh, problems of sort. Um, and then what I did was I actually took a, um, I moved into the platform side of world, uh, where I knew it would be funded of sort by the company as well. Instead of working on supply chain problems, I actually started working more on this specific product uh, for our uh, uh, in on-prem uh, uh, cloud of sort, right? Um, and as you said, the, the journey has, uh, the journey was never, uh, easy of sort, right? Like so, you 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 get you build it, and then you know uh, it's always a very difficult task getting your first customers, first few customers of sort, right? So what we did was uh, we actually poached somebody from uh, some of these uh, accounting, I mean, I mean some of these teams which were heavy on MySQL, for example, uh, the accounting teams and, and things like that, right? 
they actually poached their uh, mysql db onto our team <laughs> and then uh, uh, we just told the team that you know this this guy will take care of your entire uh, stack of sort you don't need to worry uh, we'll ensure that your uptime mysql uptime is you know um, uh, healthy of sort but uh, behind the scenes uh, we we started uh, uh, you know completely managing it uh, um, uh, you know behind the scenes and that's that's basically where it sort of started from okay and now yeah. now you have this platform yeah. that's uh, it's it's a database as a service basically but just for the internal flipkart teams right so you're enabling them to add their own databases their own resources and everything else right Oh, excellent. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I saw in, in the description of, of a talk that you have coming up at Percona Live, you know, that, you know, you're at 600 clusters, you know, 1600 VMs, you know, and, and over a petabyte of data. That's a lot. Um, you know, I'm in, in all in the MySQL space. So one of the challenges that I've seen in this current environment is, you know, and I'm curious if you've experienced this. When you're working with those development teams, a lot of times they don't have that MySQL expertise. So they build code or they design applications that might not be 100% optimized to take advantage of the MySQL infrastructure. So is that something that you run into where, you know, you have to do some coaching or you've got some best practices for your developers to get the most out of MySQL? Yeah, I think uh, uh, as part of platform teams, uh, uh, the... The uh, I mean we call it funda. Funda is basically uh, the uh, philosophy, right? In, in 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 very Indian terms, it's called funda, right? Uh, the philosophy is basically uh, uh, it is core versus context, uh, right? So uh, this is what we, we we talk about as as a platform. We would want other teams to focus on their code and not on the context, right? So they have to focus on their supply chain uh, logistics and those kind of business functions and leave the database uh, aside completely uh, so that we completely manage it. And that's been basically the uh, the core of this 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 whole exercise of sort. Um, the answer your question cannot be. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, maybe another take on this uh, a little different. Like so. Uh, you know, you're responsible for making sure that the database is taken care of. Uh, but are, are are there there are challenges that pop up from the, the the development teams or the different business units that you have to deal with quite a bit? I mean, I know in my experience, it's it, you know, there's always the performance, there's always the architecture of the the, the schemas, things like that tend to be. Um, sometimes questionable and they cause more issues than the infrastructure in a lot of cases. I, I get your point. I think uh, uh, we have tried to uh, build it just like a startup, right? Like uh, um, to be very fair, uh, the culture is very startup right? So what did we do? Uh, we said that there are not going to be any roadblocks initially. Uh, you know, initially we were doing a lot of roadblocking, right? Saying, you know, why do you need this size of instance? Why do you need so many cores? Why do you need so much memory? Uh, please go and get your uh, footprint of last year, how your uh, you know QPS was, and, and and all of that stuff. But then we started realizing that you know people weren't onboarding. They felt that Steam isn't very friendly enough to onboard. So that's when we said you know uh, now is the time for adoption. So we remove all the barriers and say just get whatever you want. You just get it on the table first. Uh, we'll we'll support whatever it takes. Um, I think that was the first thing that we did. We we brought everyone. Uh, uh, we said that you know there are no barriers. It's completely no barriers. You can just get your MySQL. We'll start managing it for you. You don't need to worry about a lot of these things. Additionally, what we also said, we said that we have a pool of DBAs also here. And uh, we will basically help you with your optimizing some of your stuff. Uh, um, uh, I mean, this the system also what it did is 
uh, we exposed only some of the variables and not all of the variables. Variables which are simpler to understand uh, were shown to the user. Uh, variables which are slightly harder to configure, like some of the memory parameters, which people don't have a great idea about, we uh, abstracted that away from the user and say, you just work with these few, few variables, uh, which are well understood. Uh, right? If you need anything more, we'll help you out. So that was, I think, the uh, roadblock of sort which we uh, were able to uh, help teams with, uh, which because of which they started onboarding onto us. And uh, our philosophy has always been that you know you should not need a SME in every team, right? If you have a SME in every team, then the purpose is not being solved really. So yeah, so we have tried to help in whatever ways possible so that people onboard to the platform. Okay, that makes sense. And so, as people add, you know, the, their own applications, you know, you mentioned you have uh, clustering. What, what sort of clustering are you using right now? What uh, what technology for that? I think it's a standard uh, uh, replication, right? The two kinds of replication that is possible today: the bin log based replication or the GKID based replication. We we offer both the flavors, uh, right? And uh, people can basically create create their own um, cluster of sort, right? Whatever uh, topology they want to create, can go ahead and create. Uh, we are not we are not offering a, a multi master yet. That is in 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 the works, right? But it's still a single master of sort. Uh, but uh, we do offer uh, uh, multi-cloud solutions, multi-region solutions, and, and stuff like topology, which uh, goes across multiple regions and stuff like that. So, okay. And are you using like some tool for automated failover, like Orchestrator or you know your own custom scripts? Well, good question. I think right. Like so, during the time when we started building this piece out, right? Uh, uh, the or orchestrator, GitHub's orchestrator, the OpenArc orchestrator, I think, which you're talking about, uh, it didn't really fit in with uh, our use case of sort, right? Especially uh, given the fact that ours is more of a, a, a on-prem cloud, which has its own, uh, you know, uh, uh, complexities involved, which 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 is not really, uh, you know, you, you can't just take it on, put it on, a, uh, I mean, AWS or a GCP directly, right? Like this is this is the on-prem solution. So, uh, uh, so we felt that there was uh, uh, the the whole uh, uh, it, it was not matching well or fitting well with uh, our sort of situation, and uh, uh, that's when we sort of uh, built uh, our entire own orchestrator of sort, orchestrator monitoring framework, and all of that was built from scratch here. So it's a completely uh, uh, it's completely built in for that. Uh, okay. Score. Okay, and you mentioned you know you're using you know virtual machines, um, so you you know like some people now are starting to explore using containers for the database as a service, but you you yeah. decided to stick with the virtual side. Um, so uh, as a company, uh, uh, from the last uh, I would say one one and a half years, we are pivoting completely towards the uh, Kubernetes side of things, right? Before that, we were mainly on the VM uh, VM world of sort, uh, uh, including very large bare metals and and stuff like that. Right. So uh, uh, this this effort of uh, you know making this whole uh, uh, the product is called Altair, by the way. I didn't mention that. Uh, so porting Altair uh, porting Altair to ensure that it also starts supporting uh, uh, you know becomes a operator of sort. And uh, in fact, that is also one of the things that we would like to uh, you know uh, open source it outside once we actually make it compatible with at least a single cloud. Yeah, because that would be great. I mean, I think that so many people are looking to Kubernetes to be um, an easy way of managing 
the mass of you know systems and the mass of services, it makes sense to kind of fit in the database side, and we're seeing growth there as well. Um, so we have our operators for you know Percona's uh, products, so we're we're seeing growth there. Um, and it's interesting that you're starting to move from the VM side to to the Kubernetes side. We're seeing so many companies do that because a lot of the applications are being deployed with Kubernetes as well. So I'm guessing a lot of the uh, applications that you support from the database standpoint are already cloud native. They're already deployed via you know Kubernetes. They're already deployed in that microservice world. That's right. That's right. I think uh, I mean even in Flipkart, if you look at it. Uh, we have first started with the uh, stateless migration, uh, mostly the stateless migration of uh, uh, applications which which are uh, you know don't have a state associated with it. First, they move to uh, Kubernetes, followed up with uh, the stateful side of things because stateful side of things naturally uh, brings its own uh, complexities uh, with it. Right, it's not uh, not not going to be a, a straightforward thing. You have to think of a lot of things, including how you are going to back up your data and everything, and especially if it's an on-prem uh, uh, cloud, right? You have to build some of these things yourself. Because not all products out there uh, are completely compatible with uh, any kind of uh, uh, on-prem uh, cloud, right? You can't just take a software uh, today and put it out there. Uh, not everything will directly work, and many of them are not even compatible. Also. So that's, that's mainly the uh, challenge of sort. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and what, what's interesting is I think some of the tooling and some of these changes are driven by just the size of environments that are growing so rapidly. Now, I know, you know, you, you had mentioned about 1600, you know, instances uh, or VMs running, but I'm guessing that's grown substantially over the last few years. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it's a continuously growing number, right? Every day we have uh, onboarding and, uh, Every every other day, people want to expand their cluster, and uh, you know, so it, it keeps expanding uh, every other day. So. Well, we do a regular survey, and it was interesting. Two years ago, um, the number of uh, people who responded to our survey that had more than a hundred instances running uh, was about twenty percent of the overall population. Uh, you know, I think it was eight hundred people responded or something like that. This past year, um, it jumped to forty percent. So it went from twenty percent to forty for for more than a hundred, and for more than a thousand, it went from like uh, eleven to twenty percent. So I mean, like in one year, right? So that's a pretty significant spike. And I think it's driven by everyone wants their own applications. There's more of these platform uh, requirements where, you, you know, you need each individual system to be managed and everybody wants their own. So you need these platforms built internally or, you, you know, adopt a cloud platform uh, where you can automatically empower those developers to move fast. Because when I started, I mean, to, to build a database system and to build a database setup, it could be a, a couple of days. It'd be like, you know, oh, you set up some, okay, in a week, I'll get back to you with the instance. No, no, you need that like within like minutes, <laughs> right? You know, and I think that that has completely changed the paradigm of everything that uh, we've been doing in the uh, the tech space is that move fast, get things now. Nobody wants to wait and nobody can afford to wait. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. So I'm curious, you know, like this big deployment, you know, you're deploying this platform. What were, you know, maybe maybe highlight a couple of the uh, interesting things that you learned during this journey. You know, maybe there was one or two things that you're like, oh, I didn't I didn't know that that was going to happen or that was a that was much weirder than I thought it would be. Uh, are there a couple of those that you might be able to share with us? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, maybe I can share uh, two uh, instances probably. Uh, okay, sure. No problem. Right. Yeah. At least I didn't know about it and uh, we sort of figured it out. Uh, maybe this is specific to MySQL as well, right? So in MySQL, uh, we started uh, so in a typical, uh, you know, master multi-slave architecture of sort, right? Uh, um, eventually, as people started using their data stores of sort, Somewhere down the line, we started seeing that, you know, everyone is sort of reporting uh, higher disk usage on this label. Uh, so we keep debugging, debugging, you know, finding out, you know, why, what exactly, and there's no clear answer of sort, and it would organically just keep happening. You, you keep trimming it down, you keep optimizing data, again, after some time, it, it sort of increases. Um, and uh, uh, we did a good amount of, uh, uh, you know, uh, experiments of sort to figure out what kind of schemas or what kind of, uh, um, you know, query patterns or what kind of data is actually causing this. And we did round about to you know, some sort of uh, uh, rough uh, sort of, uh, idea that you know these are the kind of schemas which are causing some of these uh, this this uh, ever increasing uh, uh, disk divergence is what we are calling right um, and then finally we got uh, so frustrated that you know uh, it's got to be something so we asked Perkon uh, also on the on the open source community expecting to get some answer but then the, the answer that we got there was yes this is expected and uh, there is no other way except uh, rebuild the rebuild the node completely uh, so that that way we were sort of happy that you know we did our due diligence and then uh, eventually figured out that that actually is the problem and uh, there's no way around it also and so today we have a automated way of uh, uh, the, the slaves also keep rebuilding every time it uh, the, the difference between master and slave if it crosses a certain percentage for the same amount of data, uh, if there is more than say 10% uh, increase in size, then it we automatically start rebuilding it of sorts. So that is something we have started doing. Okay, so so basically, what what you're saying is like the the the. the Maybe the changes in the system left some uh, empty space. They left some junk out there. Just they just need to be cleaned up regularly. In some yeah. way, but 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 it's always been that master is low and slave is high. We have seen maybe um, you know five percent of the use cases where the slave was less and the master was higher. Mm -hmm. That also we okay. have seen. But we we weren't able to figure out why that happens. But uh, this this is something which happens. Um, maybe I can share one more uh, very interesting. Uh, um, uh, incident or uh, thing we have seen uh, and these are things that you can only experience in a uh, on-prem solution right because people will not be exposed to a lot of these things if they are using the cloud services or something um, uh, so there's this case where you know you try to uh, uh, so there are maintenance is happening all the time on on the private cloud right like on-prem cloud uh, there, are, there are doors there are racks there are motherships and, and things like that so we understand a lot of uh, those constructs in, in the application uh, whenever there is a network uh, uh, you know a switch or a tor which is getting rebooted or something um, our application basically detects that you know the database server is not no longer available immediately and then uh, does a failover uh, to the uh, hot standby and the hot standby comes up um, and the applications are continuously writing they don't even face a downtime because we are also using a dns uh, in this case so typically they keep writing um, and then uh, uh, what happens is uh, once the uh, uh, network uh, uh, tor or something is back from maintenance uh, the old old master which uh, was uh, supposed to have been taken down that also starts taking rights you have a split right you have a split brain problem uh, 
these are some of the things I think uh, were very interesting to solve uh, uh, in, in this whole space, which you typically don't see people solving a lot of these things because you don't see that sort of scale. And uh, uh, when, when you operate at this sort of scale, you also see a lot of these edge case, uh, you know, race conditions and uh, all of these sort of things happening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is difficult. I mean, and I think that that has led to this whole new kind of industry on observability, right? And it's a big buzzword because now, you know, when you've got, when you have, when you have a couple dozen servers, uh, a couple dozen databases, it's easier to get a handle on things. Maybe you have some scripts, you get some emails now and then or whatever, you know, maybe you throw a monitoring tool out there, great. But when you've got thousands how do you find the one or the, the the set of servers that is causing the problem when it's only it could be a dozen it could be one it could be you know out of a, out of a thousand and and that becomes really challenging um, how are how are you approaching it uh, you know what sort of tooling are you using for monitoring right now to try and find those problems when they occur um, so we have uh, something called as cosmos uh, here uh, it is uh, equivalent of uh, Prometheus. We don't have Prometheus yet, uh, but it's a it's a very parallel software. It's a, um, a time series uh, database, uh, uh, and uh, possibly there are teams also using Prometheus over here. But but the idea is the same, right? We we do uh, keep ingesting a lot of these metrics onto the systems. We uh, we have a lot of these uh, scheduled rules or alerts, right? Which uh, which which which. You, uh, you know, you configure it with a certain threshold, and the moment uh, uh, one of these uh, parameters basically go above the threshold, uh, alert uh, is sort of made. So that is the alerting uh, part of this thing, and the monitoring part. We have uh, created, pre-created a lot of these dashboards for all of our customers, um, so that they don't have to sit and recreate a lot of these things. So uh, we have cluster level metrics, member level metrics, DynamoDB level metrics, system metrics. Uh, kernel metrics and, and and a lot of these things already pre-plotted and everything done. So people just have to, uh, they don't have to really do anything. They just have to onboard to the platform and they get all of these graphing and alerting and everything for free. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Vadi, I want to thank you for coming on today, chatting with me for, for a while about, you know, your MySQL deployments and talk to us a little bit about the challenge. And those who are listening, uh, Vadi's going to be uh, giving a talk where he's going to go a little deeper into how they've overcome some of these issues at Percona Live. So if you can make it May 16th through 18th, that'd be great. But uh, Vadi, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate having you on today. Likewise, yeah, thanks a lot for having me today. Uh, all right. And um, for those who are watching, um, if you like this video, go ahead and like it, you know, subscribe to the, the videos, subscribe to the uh, uh, podcasts and let us know what sort of content you'd like to see. And we'll try and make sure we fill that order. Um, but uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us today, everyone. And until next time, this is the Hoss. Wow, what a great episode that was. We really appreciate you coming and checking it out. We hope that you love open source as much as we do. If you like this video, go ahead and subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And of course, tune in to next week's episode. We really appreciate you coming and talking open source with us.